Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. You're listening to the Hunting Land Man podcast. This is Slade Priest, your host, the Hunting Land Man. Rack buck down here on opening day. If you're interested in rack bucks and real estate and everything that has to do with hunting property, this is the podcast for you. Well, here we go, the Hunting Land Man podcast. I don't know. What is this, Caleb? Uh, 22? 22, 23? I think it's episode 22. Either way, we got a great podcast today. We've got a familiar face to the podcast, a familiar voice, I guess I would say. Alex Riser with Southern Ag Credit, but we've got an additional Southern Ag Credit. What is your title, Austin? Uh, Vice President, Branch Manager. Big time, vice president. Uh, it's funny to me, people that I grew up with, like Austin and uh, a couple of my other friends that have high positions at banks, to think that we're uh, people our age are kind of starting to run the world a little bit. It's kind of a little bit scary. But anyway, Austin Bean, Southern Ag Credit, he's out of the Brookhaven office and um, uh, grew up right around Liberty, Mississippi in that area. And uh, I've known him most of my life, but glad to have you on, Austin. Before we get going too far, as always, this podcast is brought to you by Southern Ag Credit. They take great care of me, my family, my clients. And sincerely, there's a lot of options to use out there with banks. They win most of the time, not only because I like using them and I like these guys right here, but they provide the best product. Just like the Hunt and Land Man team, we feel like we provide the best product. We make land buying process easy, fun, and uh, get you the most bang for your buck. Southern Ag Credit does the thing. So thank you all guys for what you do. And Southern Ag Credit, we'll talk about this a little later, you know, is now the title sponsor of the new TV show, which we'll get into. But Austin, thank you for coming on. Uh, Austin, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, uh, been with Southern Ag Credit since 2013. Uh, before that, I was with a competitor. Uh, in Macomb for three years, grew up on a dairy farm in Gillsburg, Mississippi, just south of Liberty. Went to school in Liberty, and um, just due to the agricultural ties and the land that my parents have, that's kind of how I got into uh, farm credit. So I've been doing it ever since. Got two little girls at home, four and two, uh, so kind of busy just like you are. That's right. Um, Austin, now tell me, uh, you're doing some, is it, are you the full-time preacher there in Gillsburg now? <clears throat> no, I'm the associate pastor. Okay. I handle the youth, 7th through 12th grade, and then fill in for my senior pastor uh, whenever he's out, and I'll actually be doing that tonight at prayer meeting, matter of fact. So. That is Wednesday night, uh, and that's something, you know, that uh, I know Alex, because I've known him, known him for a long time, and Austin, and you know, it it's good to know that you're dealing with people with Southern Ag Credit, and a lot of the people at Southern Ag Credit like this are good Christian people that you know are going to have your best interests at heart. 
And, uh, you know, I mean, if I know these days handshake deals aren't really a thing anymore, but I feel like with the team and the people we work with at Southern Ag, they really are. But, um, Austin, Alex, thank y'all for coming on. Um, all right, kind of get y'all up to date. It is, what is today? Today is the April 27th. We're down to the wire in Mississippi, uh, which is uh, for turkey season, which is good and bad. Uh, the good, we're almost done chasing these crazy turkeys down here. Uh, and the also the good is we're heading to Missouri and Iowa uh, Sunday. We're heading up. We're going to do podcast and, um, and TV shows up at Walnut Hill. And uh, the 198 acres we own in Missouri, which Southern Ag Credit happened to, happened to finance. So full circle there. But we're going up there. Uh, Ryan Wascom and Caleb and I, I think Barry Cubs going to meet us up there Sunday. So that'll be a fun trip. And uh, we're going to be spraying, planting corn, uh, looking at some new land because we got a piece of uh, our ground contracted up there. So we're going to be doing all things hunting and real estate. But um, we uh, went turkey hunting this morning. I actually brought Alex turkey hunting this morning. And, uh, man, we got so close. Uh, Alex, tell us a little bit about the hunt this morning. I want to hear your perspective. Man, it was as, uh, it was as exciting as could be. Um, I think we had four goblin this morning. Uh, Don't tell anybody where. No, I got I, I know where. Pin dropped. He didn't see it, though. Um, no, great morning. I had an absolute blast, man. We, we chased him up and down those ridges. Um, had an interesting moment there, I guess, this morning. Uh, I'm still convinced that we may have a dead turkey due to uh, either a bobcat or a coyote, but it was uh, absolutely fun. I mean, one of the most beautiful mornings I've had in three years turkey hunting. I don't get out as much as I'd like to. Um, I've only This was only my fourth hunt this year, and obviously I like turkey hunting the best, but when we're busy, we're busy, but we make, make the most of it. But it was a good hunt this morning. had an absolute blast. I appreciate you taking me. Well, I hope we, uh, I told uh, Caleb, I said, Alex thought he was coming with a couple professionals and we didn't kill anything, but we did have a really good hunt. Uh, and really that whatever happened, a bobcat or coyote, whatever, there was a turkey goblin, I don't know, 125 yards from us. I mean, we were on the ground trying to get to a tree and something happened to this turkey. I don't know if, I I, I think, like, like you said, like a bobcat or something and got him. Something didn't add up. I don't know. I mean, we... We tried to figure that out. I know me and Caleb looked at each other like, well, hey, he's dead. And then you kind of we heard a like, we well, heard a thud, and honestly, it sounded like a turkey shot with a bow, which I, I, mm-hmm. did not happen. I think maybe something hit the turkey, and then you heard wings flapping and turkey clucking, flying off. I don't don't know, but he he definitely did gobble anymore. No, we, were, we went the other direction after yeah. that. At that point, um, that was uh, kind of the end of that. But uh, well, um, the reason I had these guys on. Uh, with Southern Ag Credit, you know, a big topic where kind of, I guess COVID went away, you know, I guess that's not a thing anymore. No. Not till an election or something like that. Something or, else will come up. Yeah, there'll sure. be a new variant. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, you know, since COVID, we've seen interest rates start to rise, and that's a hot topic. Um, it's not slowed down the land business. In fact, if we close what we have pending right now, which my board's not updated right now, but we'll be uh, – we will be at what we uh, sold last year by July already this year, and we broke records last year. So, uh, and the whole office is doing good, and a lot of the country's doing good. Um, honestly, I think that you know, I don't think we're going to keep. If you can watch it on video, I don't think we're going to keep going up as fast as we've been going up. But I don't think there's about the world. That's the interest rates. Uh, interest rates are rising, but the sky is not falling. Is the name of this podcast. Um, 
Austin, tell me a little bit about where we've been with interest rates and what we're seeing, where we're headed. Yeah, kind of. It's, it's been a weird, uh, weird thing. Before COVID, uh, we saw interest rates rising. And a matter of fact, with some of our rates, uh, we're about the same level we were before COVID. Uh, but when COVID hit, uh, craziness in the world uh, with the economy kind of shutting down, uh, rates came back down, of course. And, and we're kind of spoiled to that. Uh, historically, rates are still very low. I know my grandfather talks about 18%. My dad talks about 13%. Uh, so historically, we're still low. We're just uh, just a little tad higher than, than what we came accustomed to uh, during COVID during that time. Uh, but I, I feel like I feel like I'm kind of like you. I think the the drastic the drastic spike in rates is is probably over. Uh, however, we may need to get uh, get comfortable with kind of where they are right now. What is uh, now? Now, excuse, I should probably know this. Now, the Fed they tell us how 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 far out do they tell us the rates, and what what does that mean now? Tell, tell, get me up to date there. Uh, to be completely honest with you, I don't know the timeline. I know they announce well when they're increasing or say 25 points here or there, but I don't know the timeline when that takes effect. I will say in farm credit, it's a little bit different animal. We can kind of look at the Fed and what they're doing to see what our rates may do, but we're not necessarily connected uh, to them per se. Uh, it's more about how farm credit bonds sell on the on the open market at the funding corporation uh, is where how our rates uh or change or, or, or established, so we're not necessarily tied to the Fed, but it is a good a good indicator to see what they're doing. It may affect ours. So. Well, um, I know everybody out there listening who's thinking about getting a loan or whatever right now. Uh, give me a ballpark, and I know that I'm, I'm I'm putting you on the line. Where are we at, general guy, decent credit? Where are we at with a floating loan, which I know is a big thing y'all yeah, are using. Right? We'll talk about is yeah our floating rates, and then we'll talk about you know. What we're seeing, roughly, um, you know, you know, to kind of piggyback before we get there, just kind of going with Austin said, we just dealt with a time where people are still numb due to COVID. We uh, numb to the low rates. Numb to the low rates. That's right. And, and people are still, you know, they're not paying attention to the offsetting things in the world. You know, we talk about construction to build a house, how the cost of material, you know, but interest rates are still low. There's always something offsetting something there um and we're seeing that right now but you know even mortgage rates home mortgage rates we're seeing i saw the other day secondary markets up to five percent you know uh i closed on my house last year at three percent and you know so what goes up must come down to say all that where we're seeing rates you know good credit long-term financing i mean upper fives low sixes you know, probably. And remember, when you listen to that, when anything Austin Alex says, you know, with the patronage program, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to get effectively what is about 1% back a year. So Roughly. if he tells you it's 6 you know, it's really 5 mm-hmm. uh, And that would be fixed for what, – what? Well, it depends. You know, we obviously we can fix – we can go up to 30 years on a fixed rate. If somebody wants a 30-year term, 30-year mortgage, you know, on the scale, that's going to be our highest product. But, you know – I was kind of staying around the mediocre side. If they fixed it, you know, say you amortize it for 30 years, 20 years, uh, and fix the rate for, you know, say 7 to 15 years, you're probably looking upper fives, low sixes, mid sixes in that range probably. Uh, We probably can get a little bit better. But, man, these times are when, you know, people providing financial information is is big. You know, we want to know how strong somebody really is because that's going to determine – a lot of that, and uh, you know, we get a lot of folks that 
a little hesitant about giving us information. Me and you talked about this morning about, you know, giving financial information for us to really figure out how strong a deal actually is. You know, those things go into play. But if I was going to give you a number, uh, interest rate, upper fives, low sixes, Austin, agree. Yeah, and, and I want to point out that typically on fixed rates, um, on land, the best bang for your buck is typically that seven or ten-year fixed rate. And, and the reason for that is within seven or ten years, you're probably going to have two presidential elections. Uh, you may want to cut timber. The place next to you may come up for sale. just seems like in seven or ten years, as you know, Slade, we're always doing something with those loans. So mm-hmm. take the little bit lower rate on the seven or ten-year fix compared to the 30, and then within seven or ten years, you're probably going to do something to it anyway. If rates fall, if we end up in another COVID situation, then you can always convert your rate at that time and go ahead and lock it at a lower rate. Something, yeah. Typically something will happen in the 7 to 10 years where right. you, you're going to be changing it that's anyway. Right. And that's important to talk is about. That, is, that, is that, I mean, I know that from my personal, but y'all seeing that? Yeah. yeah. We, we, we look at our portfolio. We look at, uh, well, we get reports on all that kind of stuff, and, and, and they, uh, they let us know what we kind of need to do for our portfolio and when it pays off, and, and that's, what, that's what we see a lot of 7 mm-hmm. or 10 years. It's usually the, the best bang for your buck and what our, what our portfolio is. that 7-year itch. Yeah. We have that historical data at our fingertips, which comes to the big point and why it's different. And, and, you know, what we saw when COVID hit and where we are now, the benefit of being with, you know, somebody like Southern Ag Credit versus your regular commercial lender is – the opportunity to – it's a relationship, man. You you call me when you need something, you know. And so we have options in-house to – you know, a lot of people who are going to – they think they use the term refinance. You know, hey, rates have dropped. I want to refinance. You just tacked on a few thousand dollars in closing fees. You've offset that interest by the fees that you paid. Where at Southern Ag Credit, you know, we spent time during COVID converting people's rates to the benefit our borrowers. Uh, I know I spent two weeks calling everybody on our list and saying, hey – Rates have dropped, and we weren't even charging people to do this. Sure. We were we were we were helping them using the old appraisals and things. Well, you don't even have to do that. That's what I'm saying. In a refinance deal, you don't have to. If you refinance, you got to use a new appraisal. We're controlling the the loan as it is in house at that time, which saves you on costs for your fees. And uh, you know, most most people were shocked or taken aback. They like we've never had a bank call us to lower our rate because right. we were simply just pulling the report, going down the list, and calling people to lower their rates during that time to take advantage of that that cost savings. And of about 100 calls, I probably had two people that actually did not want to sign it. And because they think there's some catch, and there really isn't, it's just how important these times are right now in investing in real estate and using Southern Ag Credit or your farm credit to to finance because you have all that at your fingertips to pick up the phone, and that's what it was. Hey, Alex, man, rates have gone extremely low. What, can you tell me what my rate is? And you look and you go, rates have dropped for this person. You know what? We can do this at no charge. We're going to drop your rate. Here's a product we have. You sign this and agree. And everybody was tickled to death. And that was one of the most pleasurable parts and times of working at Southern Ag Credit was, man, no bank's ever offered this. No bank's ever been out this personal with me to do that. And, man, it made all the difference in the world. So in the interest rate hike and what people are scared of, and, you know, they get lost in so many things, but there's so many benefits of farm credit uh, that we can do in-house to help you and not break the bank, so to speak, to get you in the right direction in the event rates do go down, you know. so Yeah, that's what I – you may, you know, I tell folks you, you may be um, a little upset with a little higher rate than you were expected uh, on the front end here, but trust me, anytime those rates fall, we're going to do everything in our power to get to – 
adjust that to a lower rate to, to save you. It just it's a win win for everyone. And and to kind of pity, piggyback on what Alex was talking about as far as the relationship, for those that don't know, Southern Ag Credits are private cooperative. So when you get a loan with us, you become a stockholder. You're an owner of the property. You vote for board members who set our policies and procedures, who uh, declare our patronage refund that Slade was talking about earlier. Uh, so you have control over the company, and you know we work for you. And if you think about it, if, if you take your rate, I've always talked about this at customer appreciation dinners, but if you take your rate uh, that you're paying on your loan minus your patronage refund, we have that funds held account that you can put a year's worth of payments in that earns 2.5% interest on that mm-hmm. money. You take that out. Say you're a stockholder, you refer people to us, like you do, Slade, and you get an ambassador check. You mm-hmm. take that money out. Say you have a senior in high school who applies for our Southern Ag Credit Scholarship. You take that money out. There's $1,000 ones. There's $2,500. Take that money out. Say you come to Vines on May the 19th uh, for a customer appreciation dinner that I got scheduled for a ribeye. Put that in my home. There you go, for ribeye and shrimp dinner. Uh, kind of take that cost out of it. By the time you take all of that out of there, it's typically cheaper to do business with Southern Ag Credit uh, than it is anyone else. So you kind of have to think about that when you become a stockholder, when you come become an owner of Southern Ag Credit. Uh, those benefits, if you take advantage of those, you're going to end up uh, a lot lower cost than you would anywhere else financing land. And look, there's no, you know, when somebody calls me, I have to be careful as a realtor not to steer business. You know, that's a, that's a thing. And But I tell people, I said, listen, these are the people I send. I send them Austin or Alex numbers, and then I also send them my buddy Stephen Garrett's number. Uh, all good friends. Most of the time, uh, Southern Ag Credit wins. I have loans with both uh, both banks, and there's no, you know, I have most of my loans with Southern Ag Credit, and so does my family, and there's no, uh, that's not a coincidence. I, I like consider myself a pretty smart person, so uh, you know I, I do business with uh, people that are easy to work with and provide the best product. Something that uh, Austin said that uh, I want to kind of clarify to people: that funds held account can be huge. For instance, me, my place to have Missouri. Uh, if we get a big farming check, CRP check, you know, we or we cut timber like we did last year, we put that in funds held. In fact, I put some in fund held, and I don't have to worry about it for a year. Don't have any payments. Don't have nothing for a year. Uh, if you cut timber on your own place, let's say you bought 200 acres from me last year, and you come through, and we thin your Brent Baron came through and got your timber thinned, and 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 um, you know, you got 30 grand you stuck in there. Well, you can let that. You know, you don't have to. You can use that money to go on a vacation or use that money to, uh, you know, to, to build a swimming pool like I plan on doing it in my house. You know, that's something you don't have to worry about that other banks don't have to offer. And it's it's gaining interest, 2.5% a year. So that's a, a really cool thing, and it's it's a lot of options. Um, and, of course, you know, it's really beneficial for, for me, but it can be for you, too, if you have a loan with Southern Ag Credit and, you know, you bought your land and you financed it with Austin and you refer him on your buddy who's buying a piece of land right next to you, guess what? You get a $500 check in the mail. And that's not like a catch. That's not like a what's the catch. Literally, it's a $500 check in the mail. And uh, so that's cool. But I did put May 19th. I will be at Vines. And any of my clients out there listening that uh, do business with Southern Ag, I, I guess uh, anybody who does yep. business. We, uh, we we did a report on all the counties uh uh, close here uh, to Vines and sent out, uh, I think, 300 invitations. Those invitations will be mailed Friday, and uh, we'd like for them to RSVP by the 13th just so we can let Benny uh, know how many steaks to cook. But uh, May the 19th here at Vines in Centerville, we'll be uh, 
be a Southern Ag Credit night, so we uh, would appreciate anybody that comes out. I, mean, I will be there Thursday night. I will definitely be there. Um, all right, I'm going to go down my list here. Okay, so we kind of went to history. You know, I want to get back to the rates a little bit. The sky isn't falling. Rates are higher than they were last year. Uh, it still is not terrible. Land is still a great place to park your money, have your money. Um, we the, the market's hot, and, you know, we saw – we saw land definitely come up during COVID. Now, something cool with Southern Ag Credit, they do in-house, uh, you know, most of the time they do in-house appraisals. And all those guys over there, if you call them, you know, they'll tell you, you know, things have come up. Uh, this is public knowledge, so I can say it on the bike. We, um, we've seen 10 sales, 10 plus sales in Wilkeson County. I'm not talking about 10 acres, 20 acres. I'm talking about 100 acres plus, 150 acres plus, actually, over 4,000 an acre. One was a large track, went for 5000 an acre. Uh, now, the median is still in the 3000s probably, but the high-end tracks, food plots and road frontage and, you know, good timber, those tracks, I mean, they're going and they're appraising for in the 4000s an acre. So uh, that's happening. And, uh, you know, I told somebody two years ago, I saw that coming, that we would start seeing some stuff in Wilkeson County uh, do that and – and we're here. Uh, now, COVID ramped it faster than I thought, but we're here, and I don't see it going down. Anytime. So you see a, um, you know, there is a little, it's not really an inventory problem, unless just for the sake of argument, call it right now. Really, we have, we don't, we got, we don't really have an inventory problem. I know that's a hot topic right now, but we sold more, uh, more land in the last two years than we ever had. So they had to have inventory. So really, we just had an increase in buyer demand, which was caused by COVID. People want to get people outside. People want to put their money to, uh, you know, what, what's the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? What is the, uh, oh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I should have had an extra cup of coffee. Um, where your money's worth less. <laughs> inflation. Inflation. I haven't drawn a blank today. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what is our inflation rate right now for this year? Man, I really don't know. Um I've, I've heard numbers 25 to 40%. I mean, it, if you just look at whatever, I mean, it would cost me, I've I, I priced what it would cost to build my house, and it was like 40% more what it cost the house I build in right now. So things cost a lot more. I got the quote on a little rental place that I bought uh, to redo it, and it was about 20% more than I thought just mm-hmm. because, you know, because things have gone up. So land's still a good place to have your money. Um and I, I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Now, look, you're going to see whatever happens with the Bitcoin and, and cryptocurrency, and you're going to see the stock market go up and down as, and, and with COVID and the presidency and Russia and all that. You're going to see all that happen. But guess what's not going to happen tomorrow? Land is not going to go down a bunch tomorrow. Now, we may level and we may do this, maybe. I hadn't seen it in my 15 years. You know, we just, all, only thing that changes is land is it either goes up faster. Like it never, it never not going up. Right. And so that's one thing, I, and I've said it on this podcast before, but I just like it. So I'll say it again. If Elon Musk gets on Twitter tomorrow, you know, now that he's bought it, if he gets on Twitter tomorrow and says, land sucks, don't invest in land, invest in Twitter. Guess what's not going to happen? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing's going to happen in land. Land is still going to be worth tomorrow. You know, it's it's still going to be good. That's and right. now, the good he, thing about land, you walk out your door and you put your feet on it. It's there. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to disappear. Whereas some of that stuff you invest in, you may it may disappear overnight just when you wake up. When so. the man holds a word, can say a word to control a market, that's not an investment. I, I I don't disagree. I mean, look, 
literally we're selling the only thing they're not making anymore of. They find new gold all the time. You know, they mine Bitcoin all the time. They print dollars every day. There is no shortage of money. And we found out that during COVID. There is no shortage of money out there. These boys loan it every day. But there is a shortage of land out there, and they're not making any more of it. All right. Well, um, talk a little bit more, Austin. I'll, I'll ask you about this. Tell us about this floating rate. I didn't. Alex was telling me about it the other day. And I didn't realize that that was a, a pretty darn good option. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, it is. We, we have a floating rate or variable rate, if you will, that's, that's a farm credit index. And that, that's a rate that's subject to change monthly. However, it's our, our lowest rate and always been our lowest rate since I've, I've been in this uh, career. And <clears throat> I went back, just to give you some hard numbers, I went back to June of last year, June of twenty one. And I compared fixed rates, the 30-year fixed rate, to the variable rate. The 30-year fixed rate increased 2.13% over that time. The variable rate increased 0.39%. So that floating rate is staying. In in this spike of fixed rates, that floating rate has pretty much stayed stable. And and the, the great thing about it is you'll be notified each month if it changes. And if you see that it changes on you or something happens in the world that makes you nervous, we will convert that variable to a fixed rate at any time and no cost uh, to you the first time. So uh, just uh, I'll just be honest with you, my parents uh, do business with us and my grandfather does business uh, with us, and they are on this floating rate. And they, uh, my parents have been on it since 2008. And I believe when I went back, I think the highest it got on them was like five and a half, and the lowest was 27 so the amount of money that they have saved over those years compared to what they'd be paying on a fixed rate, uh, it, it just it was beneficial to them. And right now, you, c- you couldn't pay my daddy uh, to get off that floating rate right now. Now, of course, we don't have a crystal ball. We don't know what will happen in the future. Some people, when they hear variable, it just freaks them out. They want nothing to do with it. We'll give you all your options from variable to adjustable to fixed for the life of the loan, and you can choose whatever you would like. But it is something that I think uh, most people need to look at and kind of put the numbers to. Uh, that, that floating rate is about 2% less than fixed rates, and with that, that huge difference, it's something to think about uh, going forward. What is that What is that today? Can we can – we- Oh yeah, you're you're going to be. I'd say you're going to be uh, mid mid to high threes on a floating rate closed, right now. I've closed three in the last week. The highest one was three point eight, yep. I think, at the time. So uh, you're saving a percent or two. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's it's such it's such a huge ground to make up. Uh, you know, with these fixed rates, and I'm just going to go with, with with what he was saying about them historically lower. I went back five years. And they've they've they have a historical lower than the fixed rates, but they over the past five years we've had a few people that have been on that floating rate. Uh, I think the highest they got was like five percent. They come in, they freaked out. Hey man, my rate went up, and this was I think around 2019 when we were talking about rates were going up uh, pre-COVID. And you know we said sit tight, let's see what it does. I haven't heard from those folks again. And the uh, Patrickson's program still applies. Still applies. So, so hold on. So if you're in the three and a half right now with the patrons, you're in the two and a half. Mm-hmm. Technically, that's correct. Well, I know what I'm doing next time. Well, that, and that's the thing. It's a, it is it, could subject to change, but it's so much ground to make up that if your overall average rate for the year was four and a quarter, it's still way lower than the sixes I was telling. If we can, right. even if you got scared, slayed at any point, and it wanted to convert it just the money that you've saved over say you make it a year so you make it two or three years the money that you save over that compared to what it would have been on a fixed rate you're still come out ahead 
Um, I would like to see if I'm one of y'all, you know, I'll post it on my social media. I'd like to see some historical data. What maybe look at that. You said since 08, I mean, that's long enough. We could look at it back to 2000 or whatever, but I mean, yeah, cause you're right. I mean, when you hear variable, like, Oh no, that's a sucker. That's yeah. a sucker deal there. I'm not doing that. Well, it goes back to what we started in is yeah. If you get, if you do that with a commercial bank, you can exactly. run into issues, you know, refinancing fees, all that new appraisals, attorney cost appraisals, attorney that sort of thing. We, we will not do that. What ours is, is a simple rate conversion. Uh, we, we'll agree on the rate. Uh, we send you two documents to sign, and that's it. And the first time that you change from a variable to a fix, we do it for free. And most of those we did in COVID were free. Uh, if, you, if you've changed three or four times in a year or something, we may charge you then. But it's a it's very low fee compared to anything you would do on a refinance with another bank. Well, I think we're that's, – that's very interesting. I want to start – I want to start definitely talking to my clients about that floating rate because it sounds like – and especially – you know, a lot of my clients are like me. They're planning on, look, you know, in 10 years, I'm going to have this thing paid off or I'm, gonna, I'm moving up the ladder, you know. And, and a lot of my clients who are especially, it just started to happen. It's really cool. I'm starting to sell things to people my age. And so that's usually the top 1%. That's right. And which is cool people to be around. And those people plan on not having that loan in 10 years. That's right. And if you're of that, I mean, that, that makes pretty darn good Well, that's sense. why you go back five years. That's why I went back five years. Most of my folks want a five- or a seven-year fix. Some people go on 10. Um, but historically low, it's there, man. And it's just um, to be able to convert it and do those things for you in-house, you're going to save. I mean, the end number is drastically lower than anything else that you, you, you've experienced anywhere else. Well, um. I think we're good on rates right now. I wanted to do this. I, I wrote this down. Um, just, it's been a while since we did the podcast with you. All right, I'm calling you, Austin. I'm looking for. I, I want a loan. Uh, I just contracted something with the Huntland Man team. I want a loan on this hundred acres in Wilkeson County. I want a loan for three hundred grand. What's my process? What do you need from me? Yeah, we will send you a, like an email, you a loan application. Uh, it, it, it looks more intimidating than it really is. It mainly just captures your personal information, names, numbers, addresses, social security number, that kind of thing. Uh, it has a financial statement uh, inside of it. A lot of people freak out about the financial statement. They're like, we don't want you to know our business. Listen, we don't care about your business. All we want to do is that, that lets us see your net worth. And the better your net worth, the better your rate. So all we want to do is, is get you the best rate, save you the most money. Uh, so you fill out that financial statement on the assets you own and what it's worth to you. And then uh, on the other side, any debts that you owe. And uh, and that gives us your net worth so that we can use that in our calculations to get you the best uh, rate possible. In addition to that, we'll get a copy of your driver's license. Uh, we'd like to verify your down payment just to make sure you have your 15 20% down in whatever account you have. And then we'll ask for... Uh, Depending on the loan amount, we'll ask you for either W-2s or, or tax returns, depending on your income stream. And, uh, and that's typical for most banks, uh, finance and stuff. And when we get that, uh, I would say within two to three days uh, on, on a track that size, you should have an approval for, from us. And that's huge. You know, in a competitive market like like we're in right now, you know, a lot of times we can't help it. We have to put the finance, finance contingency, which I understand, on, on the loans. Well, if you get a bank that takes 10 days and has to go through all this process, you know, as opposed to you can call Austin or Alex and, and like I said, just a couple of days, you can find out that may be the difference into you getting your dream property and somebody else who went with them getting right. it. I mean, yeah. that One may be thing the difference. I will point out, Slade, and you'll know about this. Uh, 
<clears throat> with the rising interest rates right now, uh, we can only lock the rate for 30 days. Okay, so if you if you have the opportunity to get pre-approved, that's what I would suggest. I would I would come in and kind of get pre-approved for two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand, whatever you need, and then you have that kind of have that out of the way. So or ten million. Let's not right or yeah, ten million. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if we have that out of the way, so that as soon as you sign a contract, we can lock that rate, and that gives us thirty days to get mm-hmm. it done before that rate will change on you. And so, if any issues with the appraisal, any title issues, if we need a survey or something. Uh, the you know in during COVID with low rates it wasn't a big deal we would just extend it no big deal rate wouldn't increase but with the way the rates are right now it's probably more important that we get pre-approved get some of that stuff lined out so that as soon as we lock that rate we can get you closed within thirty days. I like the sound of that, that was going to be my next question. You no, know, we're not. I don't know. This is like the new norm, the busyness uh, right now. You know, think getting things in. I'll tell this to all the buyers and sellers out there. To get things closed in 30 days, we can still do it. But you can't drag your feet on getting the stuff to the bank or getting the stuff to the attorney. I'll tell you that my team will not. The day you can ask these boys, when when you get when I get a contract within about two days, uh, the, you, the bank, whoever's involved, the bank, the attorney, the surveyor, everybody's going to have all my information. That way they're not waiting on me. But if you want to get... Right now, usually we're trying to get done within 45 days. With the interest rates, we can get them done in less than 30. Uh, but you need to have your ducks in a row. And these boys, they know how to have their duck, how to have your ducks in a row. And if you'll if you'll be the squeaky wheel and get them everything they need, we can get stuff closed fast. So uh, that's another good reason to use Southern Ag Credit. Well, um, I've got last on my list. I got two questions. I've I've asked this to Alex before. I'm gonna ask. Austin, two things. First of all, Austin, uh, we didn't get any update on your turkey season. Have you have you had any luck? Have you gone? Right? Well, my, my turkey season has been slim to none uh, with with Southern Ag Credit and as busy as we've been, which is a blessing. And then with the church uh, down there at Gillsburg and two kids, I actually haven't even been uh, this year. But I did get to go last year, uh, so that's a positive. You know, I think that since uh, Ryan Wascom does go to your church, I think <laughs> that he should be – I mean – I think he should bring him. Absolutely. Should be the guide. Should cover lunch. Um, bring him to one drive. of the spots. He's got to drive. Yeah, I, I like the sound of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Ryan, if you're listening, uh, you're on the spot, buddy. Yep, yep. Well, um, as long as it ain't one of my spots, we're good, Ryan. All right. The main question, <laughs> uh, Austin. All right. You uh, for your birthday, somebody give you some lottery tickets, and you get two hundred million bucks for the let, let's say a hundred million bucks, hundred million bucks net to you. Where are we buying land, and why? Well, I, I guess this may be simple uh, compared to most folks, but what I'm probably going to do is buy everything that joins me and my father down in Gillsburg mm-hmm. or whatever I can get my hands on. That's probably what you know. What it's uh, if it touches you, it's more valuable to you. So Amen. that's probably what I would do. That's what a lot of my clients say. They say, I don't want it all. I just want everything that touches me. I expected that response. I was looking for something big. But no, you know. <laughs> so, so, so if we ask the missus, which, I mean, uh, would she say the same thing? No, she probably would not say the same thing. Beach house? She, she, would, she would probably do a, the beach house, or she'd want to make sure the girls' weddings were already mm-hmm. taken care of, kind of put that aside. And mm-hmm. call you it got $100 million, and we're gonna probably, you know, The right. wedding's going to probably you be know, okay. So, <laughs> so she'd be worried about that sort of thing and probably want the uh, – 
the whole beach uh, beach house, or she'd probably Mine be more island. interested in just traveling. Spending it traveling mm-hmm. is probably what she'd be interested. My my, if I if I did it, Lori would have uh, she'd have me about ten links to places in Pensacola right. and say, you know, one of these, you go, you go pick. You know? A yacht. Yep. Yeah. Well, I would have the yacht. You know, I'm okay with going to pick the yacht or whatever. <laughs> Long well, we get some fishing done. That's right. That's right. Fishing, Caleb, you ready to go to Missouri? I'm ready. Well, that's our. Uh, that's where we're headed next. Or we'll do our next podcast. Will be the Missouri Project number three. We'll talk about what's going on in Missouri. What's going on? We're selling a piece of Walnut Hills, um, and uh, we're getting the acreage smaller, which we think will make the rest of it sell. And as much as we love that place, I tell you what's going to happen. We've had a couple of offers, not exactly where we want it to be. When me and Ryan spend all the time to plant our corn and stuff for the fall, it will sell the next month. Guaranteed. That's what's going to happen. When you put that little sweat equity, somebody else is going to get the benefit right. of that, but that's okay. That's why we do it. But we're going to um, be looking at a new track to buy up there. And uh, of course we'll be turkey hunting. I had a big gobbler strutting in front of my camera up there yesterday. That I left up from deer season. So can't wait to get to Missouri and I Walnut Hill. Uh, we're going to have a big time. Um, Caleb has never been to the Midwest uh, turkey hunting. So, um, He's going to have a blast. I know he is. Well, man, thank you all so much for having on. Y'all ready to get some lunch? Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Thank you all, and thank you, Southern Ag Credit, uh, for title, not only titling the uh, the podcast, but also the new TV show. If you haven't seen the new TV show, Hunting Land Man, the series TV is out, episode one. Uh, look on all my social media. You can look. It's on YouTube right now. We're headed to a couple other places. We're starting the first ep- couple episodes on YouTube. The whole idea behind this show is rack bucks and real estate, everything that has to do with what the Hunt and Land Man teams does. The first episode's a lot about me. The second episode's going to be the first week of turkey season, and then we're going to just take it from there. So whatever we're doing during the two weeks, we're going to release these things every two weeks. Uh, whatever we're doing that time is what you're going to see. And next week, we'll be filming nothing but everything going on Missouri. Hopefully, get two or three episodes up there. So thank y'all. Y'all have a blessed day, and we'll be back at you soon. Hey, thank you for listening to the Hunt and Land Man podcast. If you will, take a moment, give us a five-star written review, guys. This really helps us out. And if you know anybody you think will be interested in this podcast, please share it with them. One of the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.